Welcome to KC Corner, episode 23, the Michael Jordan episode. Definitely not the LeBron James episode, <laughs> for those of you who are listening. It's clearly the MJ episode 23. Yeah, when we don't have anything to talk about one week, we'll just argue MJ versus LeBron or something. <laughs> it'll, like be the three shortest, listeners. it'll be the shortest episode ever. You, know? <laughs> you can just turn in the first take, listen to Skip Bayless, Stephen A. Smith talk about it or something That's like that. True. They talk about it every day. As if those guys know more than we do, bro. <laughs> but this weekend, it's exciting. Exciting. Fourth of July weekend, and it Fourth. falls on a weekend this year, so we get extra couple days off work. Yeah, which is fantastic. So, Fourth of July, a Saturday, um, great celebration. Do you have a tradition in your family or what you guys would do on a Fourth of July? Not really. We kind of switch it up. I think last summer I was over at your house. You know, sometimes we go to the beach, but it can be crowded there. So, you know, keep, the tradition is switching it up. I got you. You know, last year, I remember Fourth of July was when Stranger Things, the last of the season, yes. came out. Yep. So, uh, mm-hmm watching that but you know for many many years the fourth of july was my week or a little bit beyond a week up at our folks cottage and so we would be up in the finger lakes uh, at that time of year so Mm a little different feeling about being (laughs) down here in the heat and humidity our pool hit 90 degrees this week it's like oh my goodness summer's officially here it's been brutal it's been so (laughs) hot so uh anyway you tell me as as someone who is a uh Millennial, and what is what does the Fourth of July mean to you? What is that kind of for your generation? Not that you could speak for the whole generation, Brooks, but you know what's what's it mean to you? I think it's for my family more of a celebration and a look ahead to a day off work and celebrating America because um, I didn't have any immediate family members serve or anything, so it's not remembering those fallen or any battles or anything crazy like that. I think it is more of a celebration of living in the greatest country and being a free American. Yeah, you know, and I think, you know, a lot like we have Veterans Day, Memorial Day, a lot of things that we'll, we'll think of those who served mm-hmm. uh, served us, um, served our country, gave the ultimate sacrifice. But, you know, this is celebrates our independence. This yep. is celebrates America. And um, I know that this year there's going to be a different celebration. You know, I've, I've already heard from some that they've canceled their 4th of July parade mm-hmm. or, or whatever. So... Really, America celebrates a little differently this year, but so grateful for the country in which we live in. And more than anything, Brooks, is I keep praying and um, just that God's kingdom would come and his will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. And, yep. you know, our, our hope ultimately isn't in just America great again or maintaining great or whatever. <laughs> our hope is that, that God's kingdom would come and his people would shine more than anything. But it's going to be a great holiday. I look forward to the 4th. Uh, Katie and I were out at Publix yesterday. And we were picking up some things uh, for a little family celebration. Sodas. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so you're you're always welcome, Brooke. So come, come join it. us. Appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate it. I may just be over here. Yeah. You know, it's always good to grill out when it's 100 degrees out. <laughs> yeah. Really, really work the sweat up exactly. over a hot grill. Oh, gosh. All right. We better turn away from this. This is the, <laughs> We're going to start talking about going food. Going south, you know. Well, the, the food's great. I just want to talk about sweating over the food. Sorry, folks. So, so looking back, we're concluding the uh, <clears throat> loving the hell out of your of our community part four last week. Um, and then you're going to be off this week. So what you meant to say last week. Exactly. Well, you know, what I meant to say last week, and I, I've really uh, been so grateful for God's leading in that series and just the, maybe even the timeliness of that series of where we find ourselves and how we are called to, to make a difference by love. Uh, I saw a quote yesterday on a marquee of a church. I can't remember which one, but 
it says, you know, hate is basically, and I'm sorry, Martin Luther King, I'm going to paraphrase, but it was basically hate cannot heal us. Only love can, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, hate will only divide us, but love can bridge the gap for us. And that's, that's so true of the gospel story. I mean, it was that God would so love the world that he would bridge the gap by sending his son to be the ultimate bridge through the cross. And it would be God's love that his son would not only uh, bridge the gap of that. I, I talked about a vertical dimension and a horizontal dimension of what separates us. And it has to start with our relationship with God. And so what I meant to say last week as we concluded this series is the hope of the gospel. I mean, what Paul tells us in Ephesians 2 is absolutely incredible. I mean, Ephesians 2 alone is one of this, that's another high watermark of the good news of the gospel, individually verses 1 through 10, and then corporately verses 11 through 22 of what what the gospel has done for us. It's made us from death in our trespasses and sins to alive in Christ Jesus, all because of God being rich in mercy and, you know, that we are his workmanship in Christ Jesus, created to do good works. I mean, just by grace, you're saved by you know, through faith, uh, not of works. So that's kind of that one through 10. And then 11, it tells us who we are. And, you know, that, that in Christ Jesus, a dividing wall was knocked down. So what I really hope to say last week is that our hope is not um, in a, for our country, for our lives individually, for our world, it's not tearing down the monument to the past and, and some of the people who we look back through history and you realize, man, there were some some knuckleheads that got lifted up. I don't even know if you've, you've, you've heard most recently, but there's a discussion that the name of the MVP baseball trophy has to really? change. I haven't yeah. heard that one. Because uh, the person's name who is on there apparently was, was not for uh, the integration of baseball Mm. and so they're like take the guy's name off of it and uh and i think that you know we're learning things and we're learning that um you know there are some uh things of history that that we're not proud of but the thought that we're going to bring healing or bridge a gap by tearing down and and by the way let me hit pause and say i love the fact that the bible doesn't do that brooks you know the bible shows us um the, the, the folks who have gone before us with their warts and with their 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 sinfulness. There's there's no one who is under the microscope in the Bible who doesn't come out looking like, well, man, that person needs a savior. You know, mm-hmm. whether it's Moses who talked to God face to face, but disqualified himself from entering the promised land because of his sin, or King David who had a heart after God, who turns out to be an adulterer and a murderer, um, and yet a, a, a forgiven uh, uh, sinner um, in God's sight. Uh, it's it's all of the heroes had issues, and there was only one ultimate hero who shines, and it's Jesus. And so um, anyway, back to what I meant to say was that God has a plan for the world, and he's got a plan, and it's given to us in Ephesians 1. I mean, it's given to us throughout Scripture, but Ephesians 1 uh, kind of, that 9, 10, 11 kind of unpack it for us that that in Christ Jesus, God is reconciling everything in heaven and earth to himself. And that's the only reconciliation. That's the only bridge. It's not that we tear down our past or tear down those monuments. It's that we lift high the cross. And what was urgent for me, and by the way, and I got to say this, uh, you know, we have the segment, What I Hope to Say. I, I felt like I wish it was Sunday is a Sunday and it happens a lot with preachers and by God's grace, 
it hasn't happened as much as it did when I was an earlier preacher. But I really got done on Sunday and I felt like, ugh. I wish I had another chance because I felt like how beautiful the text was and how much the Holy Spirit was working in my heart. I just don't feel like it came out my mouth. Uh, the words didn't come out where I had hoped. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe it was a reality that, you know, you're preaching to a smaller crowd because of the COVID and the mask and mm-hmm. it's just a different time. But the bottom line is this. Now, listen in, uh, Casey Corner folks, is that do we really, as the church, believe that the answer to our problems and to the world is Jesus? Mm-hmm. I mean, do we really believe it's his, the cross is where, you know, God's love and justice and mercy have kissed? And that's the place where the dividing wall of hostility was destroyed. And that's the place where we become one and we become new. And, you know, even the church tries to be sophisticated in how we can nuance what's happening and how we can kind of uh, present programs or or a certain message in a way that is appealing to our culture and uh the reality is is appealing or not the hope is a bloody roman cross with god's son who is pierced for our transgressions and broken so that we could be mended and uh you know, it's, it's almost like that's God's solution. Why are we looking somewhere else? And what are we trying to do? And uh, I also feel like it's the time for us to voice um, that more clearly. Like, honestly, Brooks, when things happen politically, I have a tendency to hide. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to voice my opinion much because I figure if I do, um, I'll upset people. And my, my calling isn't to... Um, lift up any political agenda. My calling is to um, preach Jesus. Um, but at the same time, I think that there's a there's a time, and maybe the time is now, where we just have to unapologetically not only lift up the cross, but also point out the foolishness mm-hmm. of, of a uh, agenda beyond Jesus. And maybe what's happening in the church is we're going to be further and further um, called to to be different than our society. I mean, to to truly not be conformed uh, to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So, wow. I know I just rambled a lot. You I got gotcha. you. And uh, so I'm going to go back to what you said. It's like, do we really believe that Jesus can heal all, heal the universe, um, you know, unite each other? And I'm going to kind of flip it the other way of, in a negative way of, do we really believe we as pu- people, humans, can? unite the whole you know america the whole world end racism get all seven billion people on the same page like it's hard enough with a group of friends deciding where you want to eat right like us just humans cannot in one day or in a flash or at all for that matter on our own um you know end hate or any conflict between us um and that kind of goes back to now do we really believe that jesus can and that he's powerful enough too, that he lived a perfect life, life and died for us that he can and he is. And yeah. so it's kind of, you can ask it both ways. In that I way. love the way you did that, Brooks. It really made me think. I mean, I wanted to laugh out loud and say how foolish that we think we could. You yeah. know, that, that maybe there's us some... knuckleheads. Yeah, oh my goodness, <laughs> such knuckleheads. That maybe there's some summit or there's some political program or there's something that that's going to let humans have enough wisdom to try to end the hate that mm-hmm. we've had and the hostility and... You know, all that's going to do is create more hate and hostility in the long run. You yeah, know? and that goes to the next point of where you're saying, like, 
the political agendas and everything. And I'm similar to you. I try and stay out of it and definitely don't post anything about it. Um, I could probably do a better job of being more educated, but sometimes I get so annoyed with it that I try and turn it off and just look at sports and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we want to stay shallow, right? Yeah, exactly. But I I think that we have to come to the conclusion, Brooks, that, um, you know, it's probably the best, humanly speaking, we want to turn away from it. But if we are salt and light, how do we turn into it? And how do we turn into it in a way that's still winsome and loving, but it's true? And Mm -hmm. I, I think that's, man, if you and I can figure that out and i think only the holy spirit can do that i mean this 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 program will become a nationwide hit because uh you know i i I, the church has got to stop trying to conform to the world but the church is also is we are there as the bride of christ as the light of the world to shine in the darkness and we can't be that light under a bushel jesus Mm -hmm. talked about and uh so what does that look like and i think i like bushels i think i i uh i think i'm Bushels are comfortable. I mean, if I shine into a dark world, I'm afraid. I mean, you know, they're, they're going to make fun of me. They're going to they're gonna see that I'm not what I pretend to be sometimes. You know, they're going to see that I'm not that smart or I'm not that savvy. And, 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 I, and I think it goes, instead of trusting that Jesus can shine through a broken sinner, it's like, oh, golly. So, you know, how does the church first and foremost believe that Jesus is the answer the world needs that we need. And how do we live that out in a way that's engaging and winsome and not fearful? Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're called to love others and love all, but also not conform. It's that tough Oof. balance, really tough balance yeah. for sure. You know, and, and I, it's almost like we never find that balance. It's just like we go back and forth, you mm-hmm. know, you, either you're conforming too much or you're pounding a Bible over their head, telling them how horrible they are, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, Finding that balance is not uh, easy. And, you know, thank God for the gospel. We can every day get up and try again. But I, I think the reality is, is that God wants to reconcile the world to himself through his people who have been reconciled to him in Christ. I, that was kind of wordy. <laughs> but that's that's Second Corinthians 5, is that we are a new creation in Christ, that God was not counting our sins against us that he has given us a ministry of reconciliation because he's reconciled us. So, you know, it's our, our responsibility to to reconcile, be a part of that reconciliation. Mm-hmm. I know Jesse's husband, Todd Fleming, talks about up there, they have a bunch of friends in Durham that aren't believers, atheists, whatever. And, um, you know, he, loved, he loves his friends. They always get dinner together. He doesn't think any differently of them, loves hanging out with them, but he'll tell them, like, I just disagree with your point. It's kind of just taking pride in your beliefs and knowing that you're right, but not looking down on others. You can still love them, hang out with them and everything like that, and hopefully shine a light on them. Well, thanks for mentioning them. And then a shout out to uh, Todd Fleming, my son-in-law. I call him Mm -hmm. T-O, T-O-double-D. I just wanted to tell him I could know how to spell his name. But, uh, (laughs) you know, T-O has an amazing, unique ability to... uh, to feel very comfortable with those who are different than him without catering, without becoming like them. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got that personality. I think everybody likes him. And, oh, yeah. uh, you know, he's just got this coolness to him. Um, uh, and yet he loves Jesus and he has a deep conviction of what is right and true. Um, and I, I respect him so much for that because, you know, I, I think uh, I was up there, I was up there recently and I, uh, uh, we went out to get some pizza or something, and 
you know, he knew the guy's name that we might run into in that parking lot who might be asking for food. And, you know, he knew him by name and he knew his story. And uh, um, I love that. I love the fact that, you know, some, some of us might know, hey, at this corner, there's somebody begging for food or, you know, or asking for something. Um, but it's a unique individual who says, oh, that's going to be John. You know, mm -hmm. it's going to, you know, whatever that person's name. And I've seen him live it out. So, hey. T.O., a shout-out to you, my man. Uh, we didn't expect to go this to be the T.O. special at Todd Funding, but, yeah, great great point, Brooks. Hey, last thing, move back down to Florida for your residency. Oh, amen to that, man. I'll Come become on, a Todd. Gator fan if that Yeah, happens, exactly. Which is Get a you miracle. Into blue and orange. <laughs> oh, gosh, I don't know. So looking ahead to this upcoming week, you finally have an off day. You know, i am got to be honest, really looking forward to it. This is the first weekend since... We launched, and I'm so grateful, not complaining, KC Corner World, but that I don't have, I'm not preaching or I don't have a wedding. Mm -hmm. And so the two times that I didn't preach at KC, uh, at King's Chapel, the one was David Outing was supposed to preach for me. And I was up doing a wedding in Tallahassee and this COVID thing hit and we wound up canceling anyway. Mm -hmm. And one time was back in October, early yeah. on where Joel Hunter preached for me, but I was up in Buffalo officiating a, a wedding for my nephew. Mm -hmm. um, so... Um, so it's nice. It's kind of a, it's, it's, uh, the first weekend that I don't have, uh, something and I'm, but what I'm so excited for is not just the break. Uh, what I'm excited for is David outing, um, who you've heard hopefully here on KC corner world. If you um, haven't go back and listen, oh, yeah, I think it was to. two episodes ago. Yeah. Oh mm -hmm. man, it was fantastic. But David is, is an incredible man of God, a great communicator, a dear friend, a lover of Jesus. I've learned a lot from him. Somebody I call my pastor, um, and it's going to be great. So um, come. If you're close by, throw on a mask. Come join us. Um, and if you're not close by, you can't make it, um, please tune in online at kingschapelfl.com to our worship service at 10 a.m., and uh, we'll have David there. And bring the energy. He likes to get the crowd into Oh, man, sure. it, it'll be great. He'll, he'll definitely bring it, which will be fantastic. So, yeah, he's awesome. Well, we look forward to it this Sunday. Rest up this weekend. You deserve it. Oh, and thanks, Brooks. In two weeks, we'll see you again. Yeah, and, you know, hey, listen, a quick peek is we're going to start a new sermon series, uh, the 12th, I believe. What What is uh, this? is going to be the 5th? Yeah, 12th. So the 12th, 12th okay. Trying to do my math quickly, so... <laughs> Get excited for that, um, King's Chapel World. Uh, I'm excited. We're going to do something called Summertime song, Songs. <laughs> it's going to be in the Psalms. And so uh, really looking forward to that. But Brooks, great to see you. Um, thank you for this episode, every episode. Sure appreciate doing this with you, brother. I love it. And everyone stay safe this weekend. Yeah. Hey, listen. God bless America. God bless America. Don't forget it. That's right. Amen. See you guys.